It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Michael Reed on LMFM. COVID-19 was uh, discussed by the Health Committee, which had members of NAFIT in front of it yesterday, and there was some very, very disappointing news for nursing home residents. We have data from June the 27th to September the 11th, inclusive. So over that period, there was seven outbreaks in community hospital or long-stay units and 51 outbreaks in nursing homes. That's 58 outbreaks in total. And then across those 58 outbreaks, there was 896 uh, uh, cases recorded, of whom 31 were hospitalised, so 3.5%, and of whom 31, unfortunately, uh, passed away, so again, 3.5% mortality. Um, And then last week, there were four new nursing home outbreaks reported. Really concerning news. Uh, that, by the way, uh, the Deputy CMO, Dr Ronald Lynn, speaking at uh, that Health Committee meeting. Uh, other members of NAFIT were there. Uh, Dr or Professor Karina Butler is uh, the head of uh, the National Immunisation Advisory Committee. All staff in nursing homes are vaccinated and we know that there are all the protective measures that need to be in place as well and that all of the residents are protected and that their protection is optimised. Absolutely, I would encourage everybody to get vaccinated and happy to help in whatever way we can. I think we actually missed uh, the beginning of uh, that clip, which was uh, Professor Butler saying she hopes all staff in nursing homes are vaccinated, but that appears not to be the case, and there is concern. Yes, we're keeping a close eye. We've, we, have, we have experienced uh, a number of outbreaks uh, over, the, over the recent times uh, in nursing homes. I mean, the first explanation for that is obviously what we call the force of infection. There's just so much infection out there in the population, and they're certainly, although it's reduced somewhat in recent weeks, the level of infection meant that if you have a situation whereby you, we don't have 100% vaccination, and we do have very high levels of vaccination, we don't have a vaccine that is 100% effective, then we're, we're always going to have some people who are vulnerable if they encounter another individual to transmission and picking up that infection. And that's exactly what's happened within our nursing homes. It's also what's happened in these age groups in the community. We've seen a rise in the incidence in the corresponding age groups in the, in the community. Right, that's Dr. Tony Houlihan, CMO. Let's talk uh, to Ty Daly, who's uh, Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. And a very good morning to you, Ty Daly. Thank you uh, indeed uh, for joining us. Uh, it's obviously been a bad couple of months and lots of reason to be concerned it would seem this morning because of this force of infection as Dr Houlihan put it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've known all the way through that, you know, every time we think we're on top of COVID, uh, it comes back and, and the, you know, as he said himself, the force of infection and particularly the Delta variant is proving particularly challenging. Uh, that said, I, I think it's important that we're not alarmist either. Uh, while there are increased outbreaks, uh, while there are increasing numbers of infections, uh, thankfully, both the, the impact of the, the, the disease um, and indeed the mortality rate, mm. uh, you know, is much, much lower, thankfully, uh, than it was. And that's down to vaccination. So, I mean, there is a concern around what they would term breakthrough cases. And uh, I suppose that's why we would very much welcome the decision of NIAC uh, just last, uh, last week to uh, engage in a booster campaign for uh, all of the over 80s in the community and indeed all of nursing home residents over 65. So that's the priority now over the, the next number of weeks that the booster mm-hmm. would, be, uh, would be administered uh, so that we can give every protection to uh, the residents right across the health service, mm. but particularly in nursing homes. Yeah, because there's obviously a, a, a problem in terms of protection because you're talking about around 900 cases since the end of June. Uh, and right. you'd, you'd assume that the vast majority of the 900 people who have contracted COVID were vaccinated. Yeah, I mean, that's our information. Uh, clearly, you know, the, the high take-up of vaccination right across the country is, is, is very encouraging. And we know that in the over-90s and the over-80s, it's up over, you know, 99%. So, um, I, I mean, I wouldn't have the detail on each individual mm. case, but the information coming from uh, the Health Service and the Health Protection Surveillance Centre is that is that uh, all, you know, the vast majority, if not all, were, were doubly vaccinated. Mm. So um, that is a concern. And that's, as I say, why the booster now is, is so important important because um, you know, NIAC made that decision last week. Uh, obviously, with the flu, the, the, the traditional flu uh, jab will be administered as well coming into October. Um, so what we need to do now, as I say, is expedite both of those to ensure that we can give every available protection uh, to to residents and staff uh, as we as we face into you know probably what is without being over dramatic and uncertain enough winter for us. I mean, clearly last year we had very little by way of flu. Uh, we're not sure what's facing us this winter. So, um, you know, the, the, the booster campaign now is, is, is very, very important and it cannot happen, I suppose, quick enough uh, yeah. across the sector. Yeah, especially when you consider what happened uh, if people needed to be hospitalised. They died, every single last one of them. 31 people needed to go to hospital, 31 people died. Yeah, I'm not sure is that the same uh, group, but uh, I mean, yes, they were the figures that were... That were um, that were, um, I suppose, uh, made available yesterday at, at, at the uh, at the health committee. So, um, you know, it is thankfully a, a very very low mortality rate given what we've been through as a country mm. and as a society. Uh, but clearly, you know, each each death is is um, is, is um, you know from the family's point of view and from the residents and from the other uh, staff in nursing homes, it, it, you know, it's hugely traumatic for everybody. So what we've got to do now, as I say, is redouble our efforts. I mean, there's a challenge for us as well in terms of, you know, I suppose society at large is reopening. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, the impact, as, as, the, as the CMO said, uh, and the, the wave of, of infection is quite high in the community. So there's a responsibility in all of us now to redouble yeah. our efforts because there is, I suppose, if, you know... Why, 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 why don't we keep COVID out of the homes? I, I mean... Why don't we just take uh, a simple decision uh, that you cannot go into a, a, a nursing home unless you're uh, immune to COVID? You've been vaccinated yourself or you've had COVID, uh, that you have one of these COVID certs. I mean, if this is being brought into nursing homes by staff or relatives who can't or won't 
get vaccinated. Mm. It's just incredibly unfair on people who are living in these homes. These are vulnerable by their nature because of their age and whatever other conditions they have uh, and uh, because uh, of uh, the fact that they've no control over who comes in to see them. That's right, absolutely. I mean, it is bizarre, as you say, Michael, that, you know, to go to a restaurant or go to hospitality in the morning, you have to show, you know, your vaccine cert or your vaccine passport uh, to visit somebody in a hospital or indeed a nursing home. That's not required. And that's something that we've raised with the Health Protection Surveillance Centre. We still feel that would be important. And similarly, on the issue of vaccination, um, you know, I mean, we're not necessarily suggesting that it, it, it is mandatory, uh, but we haven't really... But why not? That, I mean, that's the case. That. Why, 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 why would your members not take it upon themselves to insist that their well, staff have been vaccinated or are immune and likewise with visitors? Absolutely. Well, that's not within our gift, unfortunately, because, uh, you know, each person has a, has a right to bodily integrity and they have a right mm. to decide. So there oh, is a, a, yeah, there but they don't have the right to come into a nursing home, do they? No, but there is an issue here, I suppose, and the issue from the provider's point of view, mm. right across the health service, it's not, it's not, not unique to nursing homes, mm. is that the, you know, the contract of employment and the, the I suppose, health and safety and HR law is at variance, in effect, with uh, you know, public health. Um, so we wrote to government in February of this year uh, outlining our concerns around that, suggesting that uh, consideration be given to mandatory vaccination. Now, that hasn't been taken up. It is in the UK. Uh, I believe France as well are, are suggesting that uh, mandatory vaccination... So your hands are tied. You, you cannot insist on your staff being vaccinated. Uh, no, I mean, what, what, uh, what you can do, obviously, is promote, and we continue to promote the vaccine. We continue to make the vaccine available, obviously. Mm. Uh, but in, in terms of, in, in, for an existing employee, uh, you know, in terms of their existing contract of employment, and this is right across the health service, as I say, it's not... That just seems not, terribly it's unfair it's not, on, the pa- on the relatives, doesn't it? On, on the patients and, 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 the, and the residents. And also, so. it is on the staff and it's on the mm. provider as well because, yeah. you know, it, the nursing home is a community of people. It's yeah. a community of, mm. of, of, of residents, mm. staff mm. And, and, and management. Mm. Um, so th- th- this is something, I mean, the, the vaccine generally, I mean, the flu, flu vaccine over the years wasn't mandatory. Mm. Uh, but COVID obviously is a, is a different uh, mm. um, challenge entirely. Mm. And it's something we do need to revisit in my mind. Mm. Uh, and, 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 and what, what about relatives? But whatever your your hands are tied by employment law, as you say, uh, you want to revisit it, and I, I think a lot of people would hope that it would be revisited because it would be of huge concern. I think to anybody yeah. if uh, their parents were in a nursing home being. Uh, looked after by somebody who hasn't been vaccinated because they won't get the vaccine or whatever their problem with it is, uh, that they would put their parent at risk for whatever ideology or whatever it is, as I say. But what about uh, relatives? Uh, Can relatives, can you stop relatives coming in if they haven't been vaccinated? Well, no, the Health Protection Surveillance Centre's guidance uh, is saying that vaccine, uh, while they would... um encourage and suggest that all persons should be vaccinated, that it's not a prerequisite. It's not a requirement. Um, so at the moment, on, under the guidance that's there, um, you know, the, the provider, or whether it's in as I say, a hospital or indeed nursing home, uh, doesn't have the right to say that you can't come in if you're not vaccinated, unfortunately. Which, you know, again, we have raised on a couple of occasions, I can assure you, Just, with, uh, yeah. with, with the Health Protection Surveillance Centre, mm. because we feel that, as I said, if you're going out socialising, um, to hospitality, you know, there is a requirement mm. currently that you do have to show your, your, your vaccination mm. uh, passport, uh, but not in the case of, of all healthcare settings, not just, not just nursing homes. 
I just find it hard to believe because, I mean, this is the most at-risk cohort that there is, and these figures show it. Uh, the 18 to 25s uh, or 19 to 25s, uh, that cohort uh, were uh, the biggest uh, risk group. Uh, now it's all but eliminated in young people because they've been vaccinated and the vaccine is protecting them. The vaccine isn't protecting uh, older people and particularly people who are in nursing homes uh, and they're in your care. You have a duty of care. We're asking you to care for them. You're saying you can't do it to the degree that people would hope that you'd be able to do it because your hands are tied. And that just seems terribly unfair on the people uh, who are not able to advocate for themselves, the residents. Well, you see, um, when, when you take, when you, I mean, over the last number of years, there's been lots of concerns around, uh, you know, restrictions on visitor guidance, for example. So, you know, I think, we, you know, each situation has to be looked at on its own merits as well. So there's a risk mm. assessment done on each occasion. I mean, for example, if someone has had end of life, uh, you know, it is both appropriate and right that, that a family member would visit. Uh, and I think any one of us would suggest that even though a person isn't vaccinated, you know, it should be facilitated at end of life. So okay, but 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 but, but, in but, 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 but in an isolated room, don't bring them into somebody else if they're going oh, to risk somebody else's life. No, I, I, absolutely, and that's mm. the issue. And I think mm. that's what the issue that the CMO was was outlining yesterday is that the the actual. I suppose the wave of, of, of the Delta variant and the challenge mm. of the Delta variant and the fact that, you know, vaccines aren't 100% effective. I think that is, you know, that mm. is the issue. Um, uh, despite the fact that all residents have been vaccinated, they still contract COVID. But the good news, as I've said, and, and I suppose the positive is that people are not as sick uh, and clearly, uh, you know, not presenting with, with the same level of illness as mm. they were in in uh, in the earlier part. There, there was a bit. There was a bit of that clip. There was a bit of that clip missing, Tiger. But Karina Butler was saying she hoped all nursing home staff were vaccinated. I, I take it that not all of them are. Do you know how many aren't? Yeah, I mean, again, to the HSE administered a vaccination program, and uh, we've been trying to get, I suppose, figures recently, but uh, it, it's upwards of 90% across the country. It mirrors what's happening, I suppose, in the population at large. Mm. Um, and my understanding is that there are some pockets of the country uh, where it's not as high as any of us would like. And that's the challenge for us now, collectively, uh, both as, as in HI, the HSE, the Health Protection Surveillance Centre, and indeed local providers to continue to promote vaccination. Mm. We've seen the effectiveness of vaccination. Vaccination in, in terms of the, I suppose, the pyramid, if you like, of, of, of of measures that we can do. Vaccination is mm. the single biggest effective measure. It's a simple question uh, of morality. Uh, to my mind, it's a simple question of morality. How ha- can anybody in good conscience go into a, a nursing yes. home where people are, are so vulnerable, knowing that they could kill them, uh, and quite literally so, by passing on this disease, which uh, has this force of infection, as the CMO uh, described it, uh, led to 900 cases in people who have been doubly vaccinated and 31 deaths. Absolutely. We concur 100%, Michael. Mm. I mean, what we need to do now is ensure that uh, we continue to promote vaccination as, as I said, it's the single most effective protective measure. You know, obviously infection control, hand hygiene, Mm. uh, temperature checks. I mean, there's a whole myriad, I suppose, of of public health measures that we can continue to do collectively and individually and collectively. Mm. But vaccination has proved to be the most effective. And that's why it's important now that we continue Mm. to promote vaccination for those who aren't vaccinated and also then the rollout mm. of the, the booster vaccination is, is a priority as we head into, you know, what is potentially an uncertain winter for us all. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to spend the rest of the day scratching my head, if you don't mind, Tig, and it's certainly not your fault. You wanted to revisit it, but I, but I will be scratching my head. How can employment law protect 
somebody uh, or allow somebody? How can employment law allow somebody to put somebody else's life at risk? That, that to I mean, me, good news, doesn't I suppose, in terms, yeah. yeah, the good news, I suppose, in terms of uh, there was a ruling by the Data Protection Commissioner recently is that from a, a, an employer's point of view, in healthcare, you're entitled to ask the question. Uh, in other employments, you're not, uh, which again is a, a, you know, is, is a situation for many employers outside of the health service. So um, from that point of view, from an employer in the health service, as I say, you are entitled to ask the question. Um, Okay, well, hopefully it'll be asked and uh, maybe people will be encouraged, as you say, to do the right thing. Absolutely. Tyke, thank you very much indeed. That's uh, Tyke Daly, Chief Executive of Nursing Homes Ireland. Michael Reed on LMFM. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.